And uh, we have a very special guest speaker. Several weeks ago during our men's study, uh, we, were, we were talking and Shane, you know, said to me, he said, I have something that the Lord's laid on my heart. And I said, all right, well, let's get together. We'll put together a time frame for you to come and speak for us. And today is that day. So uh, we're just going to invite Shane to come to take his liberty in the Lord. And I encourage you to just get ready to receive from the word of God today and allow the word that the Lord's laid on, your, on his heart to bless you. Come on, Shane. I put a bottle of fresh water down here for you too, brother. All right. Good morning. So it's always a privilege to be up here and, and share with you guys uh, things that, uh, yeah, are, are placed on our hearts and are on my heart. And um, I wanted to kind of uh, just back up just a little bit earlier. Um, Ty was talking about the men and women's fellowship that we have. And I really encourage you, if you have not uh, taken some time to check that out, it's really an awesome opportunity. Gathering together like this is is uh is is wonderful but we don't get to know each other very intimately and we can't really take care of individual needs and the men and women's fellowship is a time where we can um you know just get to know each other better we can open our hearts a little bit more we can uh, really dig into the things that um, affect one another and so it's a great opportunity and so i encourage you to do that uh, I know for myself, I've found um, it's, it's a source of growth, and it's a source of healing. And, it, you know, uh, knowing that there's other uh, men and women who are, you know, going through the same things that, that you are. Uh, it's, it's nice to be able to share and strengthen one another. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that first. So the title of my message this morning is The Rumor Mill. And um, it probably conjures up in most of your minds the uh, donut shop that we had in town. Uh, I thought it was a fitting title. So um, it's, it's what we talk about, it matters. And so with that, if you could turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. And I want this to kind of sink in and, and kind of set the tone for... Uh, our, my message this morning. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use and edifying, that it may, may minister grace unto the hearers. This morning we're going to look at the, the we're going to look to a topic that touches all of our lives. We're going to talk about gossiping, judging, and slandering, talking negatively about someone. When they're not around. This is not something, this is something that we've all experienced in our lives. We've either been on the giving or receiving end of it. So with that, let's pray and then we'll get into this. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity that I have to, to share your word. And Father, I just pray that you open our hearts to receive your word and that we can uh, minister one to another Father, I'm sure thankful for how you've preserved your word through the years. I'm thankful for the freedoms that we have that we can gather like this and fellowship with one another. And Father, I just pray for this to be a great morning uh, for those who are listening uh, either, either here in person or via the internet that 
This message can be timely and fitting. And I thank you for this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so I started, we used to have that little uh, donut shop in town. It was called the Rumor Mill. They had amazing donuts. We all remember that. Their name implied what most likely happened there every morning. <laughs> Folks, usually some old guys would get together. They'd have a donut and a cup of coffee. And they'd sit around, they'd chew the fat, talk about maybe the latest uh, news in town. You know, um, some of the conversation, no doubt, turned to some gossip. You wouldn't believe what my son-in-law's doing. You wouldn't, you know, you guys have all heard these conversations. It happens in coffee shops, around dinner tables, and everything. So what is gossip? It's casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about people other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. It's a person who habitually reveals personal or sensational facts about others. It's conversation or reports about other people's private lives that might be unkind or disapproving. So it's really not good conversation. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're visiting a friend, a coworker, around the water cooler, you're talking to a neighbor or an acquaintance, and they mention someone you know and start giving you the dirt on them? You know how it plays out. Well, you will never believe what I just found out about so-and-so. The next thing you know, you're sucked into the conversation. Maybe you even add to the story. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Just the other day I heard them say, and before long, not only are you talking about this person, but you start judging them. I just can't see how that someone, how someone like him could do that. What kind of person are they? Sound familiar? What's worse is this usually is not the end of the conversation. What you heard and what was added most likely gets passed on to somebody else and then somebody else. You've heard of the whisper game when we were kids? You started on one side of the room, something real simple, I like cheese. By the time it gets to the other end of the room, it's I like pizza with pepperoni, I really don't care for mushrooms, and uh, I like avocados. <laughs> it's not even close to what we started with. It's the same way with gossip. Somebody adds, embellishes it, makes it worse, it's not healthy. When this happens to us, how often do we stop and ask, is this really true? Should I even engage in this conversation? How would this person feel if they knew I was talking about them in this way? I would suggest that this is a bigger problem in some of our lives than we may want to admit. We see it every day, social media, news networks, politicians, coworkers, classmates, friends, family, the list goes on. It's all around us, all the time. We must be on our guard. If you would, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. It's toward the back of the book. Hebrews, James, First and Second Peter. First Peter five and verse eight. 
It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Think about that. You see, the devil is quite subtle. Sin comes in all shapes and fashions. Sometimes we don't even realize what we are doing until it's too late. He looks for any opportunity in our lives to destroy us and to tear us down. He's the great accuser. He loves to put little thoughts in our minds about how bad we are. Or he loves to get us off the word any opportunity he can. He loves to attack our relationships, our self-worth, and who we are in Christ. So this topic, it's not an easy one to talk about. It makes us uncomfortable. You know, we chuckle a little bit about the, you know, the innuendos or the, this, you know, the talk about like the rumor mill. So why am I bringing this up? It's because recently I found myself in the middle of this kind of conversation. And it was me that was doing it. And at the time, I didn't even realize it. I'm, <clears throat> I'm a little emotional today, so um, it's been a challenging week. So bear with me. So we had some friends over one evening. And in the course of the conversation, the topic of their daughter and her boyfriend came up. I said a few disparaging things about the boyfriend. And then we moved on to other topics. Didn't seem like a big deal. It was a private conversation in my home. And what could happen, right? Well, those comments got back to the couple, and it hurt them. They couldn't understand why I would have said what I did. And to be honest, it didn't seem like, honestly, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But we don't always know how our, our words affect or can affect others. The daughter sent a pretty ugly, uh, angry text expressing the hurt. So what did I do? I could have been upset. Why in the heck did that conversation leave my home? Why did they go share that? How dare they? I could have denied saying it. I could have just said, oh, I, I didn't say those things. I could have ignored it. It'll blow over. How many times in our lives have we done that? Just ignore it. I could have responded with my own angry text. So what did I do? I'll tell you, but first I want to look at some of God's word concerning this topic. If you would, please turn to James chapter 3. Now I've got to get my glasses out. James chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers. You know that we who teach will be judged more severely. All of us make a lot of mistakes. And I'm reading from the God's words translation. All of us make a lot of mistakes. If someone does not, doesn't make any mistakes when he speaks, he would be perfect. He would be able to control everything he does. We put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, and we have control over everything they do. The same thing is true for ships. 
They are very big and are driven by strong winds. Yet by using small rudders, pilots steer ships wherever they want them to go. In the same way, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it can brag about doing important things. A large forest can be set on fire by a little flame. The tongue is that kind of flame. It is a world of evil among the parts of our bodies, and it is completely and it completely contaminates our bodies. The tongue sets our lives on fire and is itself set on fire from hell. People have tamed all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures, yet no one can tame the tongue. It is uncontrollable. It is an uncontrollable evil filled with deadly poison. With our tongues we praise the Lord and Father, yet with the same tongue we curse people who were created in God's likeness. Praise and curse, curses come from the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, this should not happen. And then if you would, please turn to Proverbs chapter 6. Middle of the Bible, just past Psalms. Proverbs chapter 6. And we'll start in verse 16. Starting at verse 16, there are six things that the Lord hates, even seven that are disgusting to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill innocent people, a mind devising wicked plans, feet that are quick to do wrong, a dishonest witness, spitting out lies, and a person who spreads conflict among relatives. Let's look at Proverbs 11, verse 13. There's a theme here. Proverbs 11 and verse 13. Whoever gossips gives away secrets, but whoever is trustworthy in spirit can keep a secret. I think that that's a, there's a lot of truth in that if you think about it. How often, you know, there's something sensational about gossiping. You, you, you know, I think there's a craving to it almost. Uh, we we like to talk about other people, other things. We see it all the time in in in, in our lives. Let's look at Proverbs sixteen verse twenty eight. A devious person spreads quarrels. A gossip separates the closest friends. Have you ever had someone that you were close to at one time and? Maybe because of something that was said that wasn't meant to be said, um, feelings got hurt, and now you you no longer associate with that person. Amends weren't made. Proverbs 18, verses 6 through 8. By talking, a fool gets into an argument, and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin. His lips are a trap to his soul. The words of a gossip are swallowed greedily, and they go down into a person's innermost being. And then I also would like to look at Proverbs 26.20. I think this is a really, I love this verse. Got it wrote down on the, on the refrigerator at home. Without wood, a fire goes out, and without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. These verses reveal to us just how deadly gossip can be. 
I'm sure if we think about it, each of us could provide many examples of how gossip has destroyed relationships, caused strife among friends, and made family gatherings uncomfortable. The list goes on. So what did I do? Well, after thinking about how I should react, I realized that I was in the wrong. Even if what I had said hadn't meant to harm anyone, it had. It had hurt two people that I cared about. I didn't know if what they had heard uh, had been added to, embellished, or what. That, that didn't really matter in the, at the time. I had said something, and it wasn't okay. So I said a little prayer. I picked up the phone, and I gave him a call. And it was a hard conversation. I didn't like admitting I was wrong, but it was worth it. It was so worth it. In that moment, I thought of a lot of different things. I thought, these are two young people that um, I don't believe are saved. What example was I setting? So it was really important to me that I make the right choices. So we had a great conversation. I apologized to them. I asked for their forgiveness. You know, in fact, I didn't know all the situation that was going on. So the things that I said were really irrelevant, not true. So I had sinned and I asked for their forgiveness. They forgave me. And so does God. You know, one of the things that I think sometimes as Christians we, for, we seem to forget is, you know, we're all living in this fleshly body. We make mistakes. We screw up. But God is just. He will forgive us if we confess. We keep, have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's a journey. We don't, you don't become a Christian and all of a sudden you got it. It doesn't work that way. As long as I'm alive, I'll be trying to get it right. The situation in my life, it's really provided me a great learning opportunity. Before this, I knew that gossip wasn't okay. I mean, I think we all do, right? It's not, it's not a mystery. I mean, we all know when we're kind of in those conversations, probably shouldn't be talking about this. But I don't know that I'd ever been confronted with it in such a manner. I didn't know, I don't know that I've ever had it just bam, right there in my face and Shane, you gotta make a decision. What are you gonna do? Now had I decided to send a text back, I don't think that would have resolved anything. Had I got upset at our friends who had said something to their daughter and her boyfriend, that definitely would not have improved the situation. Had I decided to ignore what had happened, it'll, it'll go away. How many times in our lives do we do that? How many times do we not address the thing when it happens, when it's occurring, and we put it off? It, it'll go away. And then the next time we see that person, we're a little more uncomfortable. We're not as open with them. Or we try to avoid them. We see them, oh, I, I'm going to go this way. Because I've hurt that person or they've hurt me and I have not confronted it. I haven't taken it on. I haven't been willing to have the uncomfortable conversation. 
The best thing we can do in those situations is take it head on, conf- confront it, and have a conversation. If you can't have it face-to-face, have it on the phone. But don't let the dust settle. I don't know that I will avoid this in the future. <laughs> I mean, I'm human. But I do know that I have a, a lot broader awareness to it than I ever have before. So there are some things I would like to leave you with, three things that I, I, I want to you know, leave you with before we're done. First, when you are in a conversation, stop. Think before you speak. Is what you're getting ready to say going to build someone up or tear them down? If you would, turn to Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs 29, verse 20. Seest thou a man hast, uh, seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Engage your brain. Stop and consider the words you're going to speak. If we go back to our text, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use and edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. This could also be an opportunity to stop the gossip, gently remind the person. You know, if you're in a conversation and someone, you know where this is going, you can say, hey, you know what? I, I really don't want to hear that. I, I'm really trying to not engage in that stuff. If you're on social media, Social media is, it's so, so replete with this stuff. There's all kinds of twits and tweets and Instagram posts that people make that are, you don't know if they're true or not, but they're, they're certainly scandalous. They certainly, you know, grab your attention and you retweet it and you don't know if it was true or not. There's great things in those formats as well. There's a lot of praiseworthy things in that as well. But we have to be, like we, ta- I, we looked at in Peter, we have to be vigilant, right? So it's a great opportunity to maybe stop the conversation. Secondly, what are you taking in? You've heard the saying, garbage in, garbage out. There are so many sources of garbage these days. All you have to do is turn on the news. It's really not news anymore. It's just opinion. <laughs> check out, a t- you know, check out Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Like I said, there's good on these things, but there's also a lot of evil as well. These are contributing to it. This is a lot of what's going on in our country right now. That's leading to a lot of the problems that we see. If our conversations as a nation we're more about building each other up and edifying one another, we would not be in the situation we are with the polar opposing forces that we have. We'd be reaching across, trying to figure out how to work together and how to make our nation stronger. It's something to pray about in our own lives because even though we may feel helpless to do anything, 
We can make a change in our individual relationships, in your own bubble. Who do you engage with? What are the conversations that you're having? Are they building people up or are they tearing people down? I would suggest that just like getting physically healthy, we need to take in mentally those things which build us up. Look at, if if you would please, turn to Romans chapter 14 and verse 19. Romans chapter 14, verse 19. Romans is right after Acts, just before 1 Corinthians. Let us therefore follow after the things which make peace and things which wherewith one may edify another. I'll read that again. Let us therefore follow after the things which make peace and things wherewith one may edify another. And then if you would also turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We've got to slow down. Is what I'm... Is what I'm taking in in alignment with God's word? Are my thoughts lined up? Or is my conversation lined up? If not, I have an opportunity to change the course. Thirdly, when you find yourself in a situation where you have caused someone else harm, own it. Don't deny it. Own it. Humble yourselves. Admitting we are wrong is not easy, but it's necessary. The relationships we can build when we are honest, when we screw up, and we own it, they can be so much more meaningful, so much deeper. We can grow so much more as Christians and set such a a better example to others if we just own our mistakes and support each other through them. In the situation that I shared with you, because I owned it, they at least saw somebody who didn't try to make the situation worse. I don't know, you know, if it's going to make the difference that for them to believe or not in Jesus Christ. I hope, hope there's opportunity there. But at least they saw someone who screwed up and admitted it. And that's an example. We can be that same example to others. You know, in these situations, the other person may not forgive you right away. They may not forgive you ever. But your conscience is better. You've dealt with it. Making amends and asking forgiveness is always the right thing to do. It's never the wrong thing. Never. If you would look at Proverbs 16 and verse 20. Proverbs 16 and verse 20. You could just dwell in Proverbs and think about those verses. 16 and verse 20. He that handles a matter wisely shall find good. And whosoever trusts the Lord, happy is he. And 1 John, chapter 1, 1 John, 
almost to the back of the book. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's pretty awesome. So finally, are you withholding forgiveness from someone? Maybe someone who spread gossip about you? Are there relationships, friends, relatives you are no longer talking to because of this? Maybe you can change the situation. Get the courage, have the conversation. The last verses we're going to look at is in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. Galatians chapter 6. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think of himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall also of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto them who are of the household of faith. The law, you know, the law of sowing and reaping is very applicable in this situation. So I appreciate the opportunity that I've had to share these things with you guys. I want to leave you with some phrases that I found. Some of these will be familiar to you. Some of them you heard your grandma say. I'm not sure she listened and, and heeded her own sayings, but nonetheless. Anyone who gossips to you will gossip about you. Words have no wings, but they can fly a thousand miles. Not everything you hear is good to talk about. You can't sew buttons on your neighbor's mouth. <laughs> A cruel story runs on wheels, and every hand oils the wheels as they run. Gossip needn't be false to be evil. There's a lot of truth that shouldn't be passed around. If you can't say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. And words once spoken can never be recalled. My hope is that this helps you as it has me. That we can stop and think before we speak, and then that words that we say can edify one another and not tear each other down. So thank you, and God bless you. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll close with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that we've had to, today to get together. Father, I pray that this, the topic of, uh, of gossip uh, resonates with, with all of us. Father, I pray that you help us to have meaningful, edifying conversations one with another. 
and that if we've, if we've done someone wrong, that we have the courage to go and talk to that person. Father, thank you for your love and for your forgiveness and for the example of your son, Jesus Christ, who certainly had opportunities to talk negatively about those who are around him. He was persecuted and judged constantly, and yet he set a, a gold standard for us. So, Father, I just pray that you touch each and every one of our lives and that you help build us up and go with us as we depart. And I thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that he ended with uh, things that our grandmothers used to say. My grandmother used to tell me, Gary, every tub has got to set on its own bottom. And I'm like, okay. In context, what she meant was each one of us are responsible for the things that we say and the things that we do. It's not scripture, but it's sure a good line. Amen? We are each one responsible. Amen. Good word this morning. Amen. Amen. We've all been there. Amen. Thank you, Shane. Excellent. Excellent. Stand to your feet this morning and we'll be dismissed. Father, we are so thankful this morning for the opportunity to be.